Okay. First of all, Shkach, for you, the show is like, a, I think, maybe last minute to uh, provide breakfast, so I appreciate that. Okay, so, so um, yesterday in the morning we started, again, it was a really continuation from last week already, but we're talking about some uh, aspects of, quote-unquote, like, Ruch HaKadosh Bezman Hazeh. How it works, who can trust, you know, what type of person would be Zaycha to Ruch HaKadosh. So I figured in order to complete the, the, the sugya, again, the truth is it's a very large sugya and it could go to many different places, and there's a lot of gray in the sugya. There's not, I mean, there's certain things which are black and white, and then there's a lot of gray area, so we'll do the best we can. So I figured today we'll, we'll, we'll dive a little bit more into the sugya um, and learn a little bit more, maybe even from a halachic perspective, the, some practices that, quote-unquote, like look like Ruch HaKadosh and you know, uh, 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 some practices that maybe give people the ability to see things or know things that are not super obvious for everyone else. And we'll see, mutter, usr, how does it work, and so on. So we'll begin like this. There's a, in Morocco, number one, there's a Pasuk in Parsha Shaiftim. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll sort of go through this from Halacha. So there's a Pasuk in Parsha Shaiftim. Um, you don't have the full Pasuk, but I'll, I'll read to you the full Pasuk inside. The Pasuk says in Parak Yudches, Pasuk says, that you, that is a lot. You, you should not have amongst you, in other words, you should not, you're not allowed to do the following things. Passing your children through fire, there was like a certain number of deserve, Moilech, okay? And then what we're going to be talking about, the next thing is Kaisem Ksamen. That there's an Isser of being Kaisem Ksamen. What does Kaisem Ksamen mean? So, I mean, the English over here, I mean, sometimes when English, they just like translate it and it's as. I know, you know, it makes, it's as confusing as the Hebrew, so whatever it is. But the, the way they translate it is that um, you're, not allowed to ha- you're not allowed to practice divinations. Divinations are us, so, okay? What are divinations? What exactly does that mean? Okay, so that's what we're going to be discussing uh, today. The Isser of Kaisim Ksamim. And we'll see in this Isser of Kaisim Ksamim, this is where all these, um, you know, for lack of a better term, the heebie-jeebie stuff that some people could do, yeah, uh, you know, for, for uh, that, it, it, that, this is the Avera that these things can fall into, and so that's where, you know, that's the stuff that, that's the Avera that you want to avoid. Um, okay, so we'll see right away. So in Marmokka, number one, again, the Pasuk says, that there's a prohibition to be Kaisem Ksamim. So Rashi over there brings down from Chazal, and Rashi doesn't really explain much, he's just quoting from the Medrash, Ezehu Kaisem, says the Medrash, what is a Kaisem? This is someone who holds onto a stick, his stick. And uses his stick to determine whether I should go or I shouldn't go. In other words, a person uh, is going, he, he, he wants to go on a trip, he's not sure whether he should. He uses his stick to determine that. That's the matter. Like, okay, what does that mean? So as a machlekes rishanim, what does that mean? How does he use his stick to determine whether he should make a decision or not? And we'll see from there what that means for us. So in Marmokka number two, there's the sheet of the smog, okay? Sefer Mitzvah's G'daylis, the one of the Rishonim uh, from Taisvis, that uh, part of the world. So he interprets the Medrash in the following way. And um, we'll see that it's, it, the way he interprets it, um, it's similar to other Averis that we have. It says like this, Yesh kishiyaitzim l'derech, there are those people that when they go uh, on the road or they're, they're, they're thinking about going on the road, bait kim b'ksamim. They use uh, sticks to determine whether it's a good idea. Kaidim tseisam. What do they do? So he says like this, They would take a piece of wood from a tree, and they would shave it on one side, so it's one side bark, and the other side smooth, uh, you know, from, and the inner part. So one side was shaven, the other side they leave the bark. And they would take that piece of stick, and they would throw it in the air. 
Right, exactly. Heads, tails, yeah. If when it falls, the uh, bark ends up on the top, okay? That, that, okay, that would be one stick. Then they would take another one. They would take another stick that was also half-shaven. And the following procedure was done. If by the second stick, the, the, the shaven part is, is standing, is, is towards up. In other words, so the first one, the bark was up. And the second one, the white was up. That would be considered to be a good sign. And the person would be go with confidence and go on the way. Or he would go on the raid, or whatever the, the action that he was not sure about. That was a good sign. If bark on top, and then white on top. And if it turned out the reverse, that first it was white, and then it was bark, then he would, it would be a bad omen, and he wouldn't do it. Okay? And if it, uh, the, the bark would be facing up both times. Or white, uh, the, the shaven part both times. Dark abeinus, you know, it's like the, the magic eight ball, you know, ask again later. Something like that. You know, so it, wasn't, it wasn't clear. Okay, this, was the, uh, this is how the smog touches it. Okay, so this, this is similar to what we have in other, other, other things of, uh, of uh, ma'ainen, and, uh, you know, sort of using, using uh, things, uh, completely random, uh, arbitrary zachin to determine uh, what you're going to do. That's how the smog learns it. Okay, not so related to the topic that we're talking about right now. That's how the smog learns. Okay, Alice. And then what we're going to be focusing on now is the sheet of the Rambam, how the Rambam touches this Isser of Kaisim Ksamen. Now, this is an Isser Again, the, the example, the, the Pashtus is, is that this is just a, a, a particular example that was given, you know, at, that was used at the time to determine, you know, uh, these things. Uh, if there's other ways of, you know, other societies or have other ways of determining, make their decisions, then that would also be the Isser So So Slavdavka, the stick, and that, this procedure, it's like, you know, uh, like cards or something like that. these types of things where it's like, I don't know exactly how those, how, how that works or what they do, but it, any decision a person's making by, uh, you know, completely arbitrary, like a, a cat pluses my path, uh, means I'm not going to, you know. So that, no, so the thing is like this, when you flip a coin, you, you know that it's meaningless. The difference is that th- these people, they felt that this was taka and omen. It was, it was a sign from whoever that this is like, this is, the universe telling me, go on the trip or don't go on the trip. How do I know what the universe says? Okay, so I'll do this thing. But when we flip a coin, we know it's completely arbitrary. We just, we don't have the guts to make decisions, so we'll blame it on the coin. But it's not the, you know, it, it's completely arbitrary. That's not a problem. That's not a problem. <laughs> okay. So, we're, again, we're going to be focusing on the next is the sheet of the Rambam. Now, uh, to appreciate uh, how the Rambam understood this, let me give you a little bit of a background. And it's going to sound a little bit um, surprising that this is coming from the Rambam. You know, the Rambam has a reputation of being the, uh, the, the scientific mind, the, 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 the legal one, the pragmatic one, we don't th- or the rational. We don't think of him as like a mystic. But the, the truth is, that that's only if you just learned the Rambam in, in, in halacha. <laughs> in Mar Nevuchim, the Rambam, uh, it's not like the Rambam didn't believe in anything mystical. Adrava, he, he believed very strongly. So let me give you a little background what we find in the Rambam in Marnevuchim. And from there we'll be able to see how he touches this halacha in, in uh, this Isra and halacha. The Rambam writes in Marnevuchim that there are two, there are two, um, there are two, there are two uh, categories of consciousness a person has. Sounds complicated, but it's, it's pretty simple. There's two types of minds. There's two types of states of mind that a person can have. One the Rambam calls Kayach uh, Iyuni, which is analytical, intellectual, um, you know, that Iyun, right? 
discerning. And then there's what the Ramam calls a kaycha medama, the imaginative faculty. Okay, the imaginative faculty. In, in, in the, 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 the Ram, those are the terms the Ramam used, iuni versus kaycha medama. In the svarim that maybe we're a little bit more familiar with and accustomed to nowadays, these two qualities are called chachma versus bina. Bina is the more analytical. Uh, that's the mind, that's the type, the part of your brain that you make decisions with, that you should be making decisions with, that, you know, uh, when, you know, everything that you do in your, in your life, it should be analytical and decided and rational. It's the rational part of the brain. That's called Bina. But then there is what the Ramam calls Kaich Madama, the imaginative faculty, or in the Svarim, Kaich HaChachma. Chachma is not rational by its nature. It's more, it's... Um, uh, it's it's imaginative. It's 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 uh, that's a part of the brain where a person can can uh, where a person that's let's say artistic, right, or creative. Very often, obviously, when a person's creating something or a, a piece of art or a piece of music or whatever the case may be, there's certainly some iuni. There's uh, an analytical aspect of it. There's some you know math involved, whatever it is. But there's also but it's coming from a very creative part. And if you ask the person like where the nigan came from, like where that where that painting come from, they'll usually tell you, I don't know, it's just, it, I was inspired, you know, these are the words that they, that they come up with, these types of people, are just words to sort of convey the fact that it was coming from my kaycham it was coming from my imaginative part, from this quality of chachma, and it's a part of the brain, it's a part of the consciousness that's not on the forefront, it's not necessarily some, a part of the, the mind and a way of thinking that is uh, super conscious, it's a little bit subconscious, and it's coming from that place. Some people, again, as I said, some people are, everyone has a little bit of both, there's no question about it. Some people are stronger with Iuni, with Bina, and some people are stronger with Chachma and Kaychamadana. That's what it is. Children, for example, huh? Left brain, right brain. Yeah, you can say it like that. I think, although it's a little bit debunked nowadays, that, that idea of left brain versus right brain, whatever it is, I think we use our full brain constantly, whatever it is, but, uh, you know. So that's the chachma versus vina. Logical versus like emotional. Uh, see, um, um, it, it, you can't, I wouldn't call it purely emotion, but there's no question that emotions are tied with the kaichamadama in a very strong way, uh, and they can be triggered quicker and easier through the kaichamadama than the intellectual side. But I wouldn't say that the kaichamadama is the emotions. You know what I'm saying? Because these two sides that we're talking about, intellectual versus uh, creative, Chachma versus Bina, they're both in the mind. And just the emotions can be triggered from both ways of thinking. It's, the emotions are easily triggered. That's why when you listen to music, you know, you could be in a bad mood. But then when you listen to a happy song, it could easily switch you to a happy mood and vice versa. Whereas if you're thinking, if you're in a bad mood and you're using your, your intellectual side, right, your Kaichi to switch, switch your emotions by focusing on all the good in your life, it's going to take. It's, it's it's harder to do. But if you could tap into the kaichamadama, the chachma, it, it could be mahapech a person's emotions very quickly. Not not because your emotions are your kaichamadama, but that link is, is is stronger. There's no question about it. So, um, huh? She said children. So children, the, the natural phenomenon is that when a person's younger, it's it's interesting. The the kaichamadama is more active. Then the kaichayuni. As a person gets older, then as as adults, we begin to train ourselves to sort of push the kaichamadama, the imaginative part of us, sort of in the backdrop, and uh, and we, we and we make decisions as we should with the kaichayuni, with the intellectual side. Children are that's why children are also more emotional, and they get flipped very very quickly mm-hmm. because the the, the 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 main the main part of their consciousness that's that's the driving force 
even, even on the surface, is the Kaycha Medama. That's they're very imaginative. They, you know, they could mamish lose themselves in imagination. But these are the two sides. But women also are more Norfabina. Women, women are also more Norfabina. Yes, there's, there's a side to that. They're, they're, they're more creative in that way, 100%. 100%. Yeah, it's connect, Well, yeah, I'm not recording. Okay, that's it. I don't know who's watching. Yeah, exactly. So these are the two sides. Okay. Now, fine. That's the, that's the side. Now, okay, fine. Uh, that we know, this is what we feel. Now, the Rambam in the Marna Vucham explains the following thing that the Rabbanish when the Rabbanish is Mashpia Shefa, the Rabbanish can give, or like we were talking about a couple Shiram about, where the Rabbanish can send information and knowledge and awareness into a person. The Rambam writes, when the Rabbanish is Mashpia Shefa, an energy and awareness into a person's mind, it can be given into one of these two categories. Knows the Rabbanu Shalom can be mashpia koiches to a person in their koichayuni, and says the Rambam when a person receives shefa from the Rabbanu Shalom in their iuni, in their bina, in their intellectual uh, uh, side of their thinking, then that could result in a person being an unbelievable chacham, right? The Rambam, that's why I was saying that the Rambam is not the pure halachist or the pure uh, uh, pr- pragmatic one that we think of. The Rambam understands that any time a person has any hatzlacha in understanding anything, in, 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 in that rational side of their brain, it's coming from a shefa above. It's coming from the Rabbani Shalom. There's a, there's a shefa that the Rabbani Shalom is sending to that person. And in order for that person to intellectually and analytically make the right decisions and come up with a certain understanding, that's coming from the Rabbani Shalom. It's and when the Rabbanu Shalom sends that bracha to a person's intellectual side, it results in the person being able to make clear and rational decisions in a very strong way, coming up with a, a clarity in learning or clarity in, dis- in business, whatever the case may be. Fine, that's understandable. This is where it gets a little bit funny. The Rambam says at the same time, the Rabbanu Shalom could also be sending shefa to the other part of a person's brain, which is the Kaich Madan. And says the Rambam, that when that takes place, that's when the person can can, if the person would then tap, bring their kaya to the forefront of their thinking, if they could somehow, if a person can somehow um, return to being a child, right, and somehow in some way, as we'll see in a second, take their analytical side and sort of make it dormant and put it to sleep and bring their kaya out to the forefront, then says the Rambam, there's a level of shefa and the level of, 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 of awareness that the Rabbani Shalom sends to one's Kaya that you can know certain things that the analytical mind cannot comprehend. In other words, the type of information that your analytical brain is able to deal with is information that's in front of you. That's the analytical brain. So, you know, uh, it's not, the analytical brain is going to mock being able to... Uh, uh, know the concept of knowing what's going to be in the future, right? These types of like, the analytical brain says like that's not it's it's impossible. It's, it's like the logical part of the brain doesn't the logical part of the brain does not receive knowledge in that way about what's going to be in the future. Things that are hidden, mysterious. It doesn't. That's not the type of it doesn't have the kalim to receive that type of information. But says the Ram the Madama, the the imaginative part of the brain is able to receive awareness and knowledge about things that are intangible, about things that are completely beyond the world, the, the logical world that you should be able to know. And says the Rambam, therefore, within you, within each and every one of us, within our Karcha Madama, there is knowledge about the future, 
There is knowledge about things that, about, the, about what's going on in the other part of the planet. There is stuff that we, that we know within our own nefesh, within the Kayach Madam of ourselves, that we would be shocked about, about having. And says the Rambam, there is a technique to unearth that knowledge and to get that information out of you, which is if you could put your Kayach Iyuni, your analytical brain, to sleep and bring your Kayach Madama to the forefront, then says the Rambam, you, could, you will then know information about things that you'll be shocked, that you would have, that the intellectually speaking, logically speaking, you should have no reason to know. But the answer is you know these things because the Rabbani Shalom is sending Shefa constantly to your Kayach HaMadama, and the Kayach HaMadama is made in such a way where it's able to receive information that's not purely rigid and, 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 and set in terms of uh, you know, things that, 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 that should make sense for you to know. Beyond that, that, that's true, but it's way beyond that. Information about previous lives, information about other people, information about the future. So, mamish stuff that's in, and it's every single one of us. The, que- the question is to, now, so, as Rama says, and there's, there's techniques to bring your Kaycha Madama to the forefront. So this is where the right the dreamer is and interpreting dreams. It's all it's all from this category. But this is where the Isra of Kaisim Ksamim comes in. The Rambam says the Isra of Kaisim Ksamim is to do these exercises to put your Kaycha Yuni to sleep and to bring your Kaycha Madama to the forefront, thus knowing stuff that you shouldn't otherwise know. So you'll see in a second how the Rambam puts this. Take, huh? Okay, that's a good question. We're going to get to that. Uh, it's a very good question. We're going to see this is the same, the same, okay, this same process, if done properly, is exactly the same process that can be used to be a Baruch HaKadosh. It's just a matter of, of, uh, of how to do it. I'll explain, I'll explain in a few minutes. Let's see the Ramam inside. Paramakal number three, okay? The Ramam, this is for a Mitzvah. Okay, where he's talking about this Isser of Kaisim Ksamim. And again, bear in mind what I just showed you from, from the Marnavuchim. Shehezirunum a Kaisim. We, we're, we're, we're warned against being a Kaisim. Ratzelaymer. The meaning of a Kaisim is Sheyaniya Kaichadimyan, that you move, that you activate your Kaichadimyan, the min min hana, from one, from some form of activization, some sort of Misa that, w- that you can do to activate, to bring to the forefront your Kaichamadama. And uh, put your kaiche yuni to sleep. Ke'elu bali ha'kaiches kulam ha'magidim. These people that seem to have kaiches that uh, are able to tell the future. Mashiyischadish kaidem yoy. So they could tell you about what's going to be before it happens. Onamis amis lehemze. This is true, says the Rambam. And the way they do this is biyoyis kaiche dimyon mehem is because their kaiche dimyon is chazak, is very very strong. V'devrei miskaim b'roiv. And al pi roiv, what they say is correct. So they're not wrong. And the answer is that because they have this information inside of them in their dimyan chelek of their seichel, of, their, of who they are, of their neshama, and they, they have this discipline of being able to bring it to the forefront. And says the Rambam, these people, in order for them to activate and to bring out their kaychas of dimyan, it's impossible for them to do this. They have to do some sort of act, some sort of physical act, to, to put their consciousness, their, their uni seichel to sleep, so to speak. Some sort of, act, some sort of activity to, to move and to activate and to bring to the forefront their kaycha dimyan. And then, they could, then, then the kaycha dimyan will be able to emerge to the light, so to speak, and, and, t- and the person will know 
certain information that they otherwise would not would not know. What are some of the actions that they would do? So Ram, I'll tell you outside, the actions basically are all about doing things that are illogical, doing things that are, that are um, uh, mantra-like, sort of to put a person, to, like, like to put the person's conscious mind to sleep, and then bring out the Kaycha Dimyam. Some of these actions that they would do is, they would take a stick and they would hit it to the ground, one after another, to sort of, uh, and to, in, in such a rhythm, and, and, and to such a, like, put themselves in sort of a trance by doing that. One hit after another. Sometimes they would use their own voice. They would make some weird mantra-like sounds for a long period of time, and by doing that, putting themselves into a, mantra, into a, a trance-like state, where again, they, and what's happening is, their yuni is being is being put to sleep, and the Kaychadimian is becoming uh, dominant. And again, by doing that, information that they already have in their Kaychadimian is now coming to the surface. Okay? A lot, a lot. This is, this is, this is uh, in the East. I mean, this is, this is what, this is a lot of what, what these guys are doing. And, and the Ramam is not saying that it's, that it's not baloney. It's not baloney. It's not baloney. You know, that's why, for example, it's well known the Rambam, like said, the Kishiv, it's all fake, it's all, uh, it's Sheker, it's all, you know. And, and the, the Vilna Gain famously wrote in the Bir Hagra, in that section of Shulchan Aruch about Kishiv, he said that the Rambam's involvement and preoccupation with philosophy made him make this mistake of thinking that Kishif is, is, is a complete baloney. And the, the, the real question is, by the way, the Raman did, does write that in Mernavuch, and the question is, this doesn't sound like baloney. I mean, the Raman is making this a uh, real thing. So that's something the Farshim deal with. You know? By the way, some of the, the Chassidish uh, tzaddikim, I, think, you know, this is, you know, I don't know if this works with the Rambam, but you know, they, they, they said that, that when the Rambam said those words, that Kishif is a baloney, he was making Kishif baloney from that point and on. But until that point, you know, it, it was legit, you know, that's uh, what some Siddiquim say. But on a more pshat level, probably when the Rambam says Kishif, all these inyanim are not real, what he probably means is that relative or compared to, uh, to uh, the way of Kedusha to access knowledge from Yerkei Hamadama, then compared to a holy process, the holy discipline to do this, everything else is Mama Shekhar. Because even though it's true, there are certain informations that could emerge from one's Kaycha Madam that we'll see soon, you can't fully trust it. It could always be mixed up with some baloney and some fantasy. So in comparison to when these things are done in a holy way, it's Mama Shekhar B'chazav. You know? If you can compare it to absolute truth, something that's half true is a lie. So that's probably what the Rambam means as well. But the Rambam is saying this is, this is a legit thing. The Yazav Mechshavta, the three lines from the end, the Yazav Mechshavta was man arach, and he could sort of leave his mind, his intellectual mind will be put to sleep for an extended period of time. To the point of where the person looks like he uh, has that sickness of, um, of, uh, of falling into seizures. What's that called? Epilepsy. The person is unconscious, and it looks like the guy is just like, what happened to him? But that's what's happening. His Kaycha Madama is becoming uh, on the forefront. And the person then, when he wakes, he could say what's going to be. And, so the, and that's the Isser. And the Isser Remember Rashi said what? That they would, not sure if I should take, take the road or not take the road, they would use a stick to determine that. What does that mean? So the Smog said it would just be, you know, this uh, like flipping of the coin, but they felt it was real. The Rambam is teaching what it means is that they would use the stick, hit it, get themselves into a mantra-like state, and by doing so, be able to tell the future whether going on this trip is a good idea or not. And it could be they were 100% right, and the knowledge that they would come out with was true. That's the Isser of Kaisim Ksam. That's the Isser. Okay? 
So the Rambam continues, someone who violates this love, and does one of these activities in order to, to do this whole process, that's an Isra Dereis of Malchus. Now says the Rambam, the Isra says the Rambam is the one that's practicing Kaisim Ksamim. If you go to a Kaisim Ksamim in order to get an answer about your own life, says the Rambam, that's not the Isser. But asking a Kaisim is Maguna Ma'id, is highly unrecommended. Like in the Zara Kodesh, for example, the Zara, the Zara says uh, many places that even when it comes to these Inyanim, even if it technically you could find a loophole to make it Mutter, it's, it brings tum on your, it's not a good idea. It's not a good idea. So that's the, that's the, the Rambam. Now, the Rambam uh, is not just in Sefer Mitzvahs. We'll see in Marmokka number four. In Hilchus of Adizara, the Rambam says over the same, uh, same thing with a few more, like a few nuances. The Rambam says like this. Ezu Kaisim. Again, what's a Kaisim? Za'aisa Maisim Yishar Maisius. This is a person who does some activity. In order for the purposes of, of sort of putting his mind, his intellectual mind to the side, in order and, and to bring the Kaicha Madama out, and he'll be able to know and say things that are going to be. And he'll say, This phenomenon is going to happen. Or he'll say that you should do this, whatever the, the situation is. And that's the love, we're, avoid, we're, we're not allowed to do that. Um, and he goes on. Sometimes they would use activities of sand and stones to get themselves into this mantra-like state. Some people they would uh, they would like yell in the in the earth. They would make some strange motions and and, and call out. Some people would gaze into uh, into a, a mirror or to like a crystal ball. That's uh, probably familiar with that image, you know. And the way that works is that the crystal ball was this process. It was a way of 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 getting themselves into that trance of the kaiyach madama being the forefront. That's what it was. It wasn't like a magical crystal ball. It was just another meditative technique. Okay, madama environment. That's when they would be able to use their their dimyan and they would be able to say certain things. Okay. As the Ram goes on. It's the Rambam, yeah. Rambam Hilchsev Adizar. Now, uh, um, one other Nakuda, by the way, in, in five, this is a little bit on the side. Uh, in Sefer Mitzvahs, the Rambam said the Isser is just practicing, right? But if, you, if, you're, if you're the one going to a Kaisim, it's, it's not recommended, it's Maguna, but it's not Usser. In, in, in Hilchsev Adizar, the Rambam, I guess, probably changed his mind and, disagree, and, and went against that. In Maramukha number five, the Rambam writes, Usser, Liksaim, Velishal Kaisim, one is not allowed to even ask. Uh, a kaisim, uh, is just that if you're the one asking, since you're not doing an action, there's no, the, the, you, you're over a lav, but it's a lav she'en by maisa, right? We know that the halach is that if you do a lav with a maisa, then you get malchus. If you do a lav without a maisa, it's still usr, and maybe you'll get malchus midrabanan, but there's no uh, malchus midraisa. So the Ramam over here would seem to indicate that even asking a kaisim is also part of the usr. Just because you're not doing anything, you're just asking. So therefore, you don't get Malchus from the Torah. But Al-Kopanen, it's definitely Aser. Now, this, this is, so what we've seen so far in the Rambam, again, there's a lot to talk about over here, and it's getting a little bit late, so just, we'll try to bring it all together soon. In the Rambam, we see one type of process of a Kaisen, which is actions that the Kaisen would do to put their Kaisen unit to sleep, and the Kaisen Dimyan would become the consciousness of the person. Right? And that would look very strange. The guy would fall into a trance. It would be, it would be like a whole, a whole scene. The truth is we find in Rishayim that also go with the same 
Mahalach as the Rambam, but extend the Isser of Kaisim even to a situation where the person is still conscious and, and acting normally, but certain things that he can do to allow his Kaichadimian to make itself known in a way that, that the person's regular intellect is still dominant. Um, in, in other words, uh, take a look at Marmok number six. You'll see what I mean. And this becomes, this becomes relevant. There are certain inyanim nowadays that people do, unfortunately, that's relative to this. So Marmok number six is Rabbeinu Yerucham. Okay? Rabbeinu Yerucham, he, he first he quotes the Rambam, how Kaisim Summon works. And then he says, Venera, and what seemed to me, Kamaikain, uh, part of this Isser is the following also. Ha'isim, Nekudais Biksav Oibachal. People that make dots with writing or dots with sand. Or anything in that, in that category. What's he talking about? What he's talking about is a method that these people would do sometimes, which is instead of, again, putting their kaychayunik to sleep, what they would do is do something in the, in the physical world, do some maisa to uh, allow their kaychadimian to give over a message in a way that's that, without having to go into this trance. So what they would do is, the person would be asked the question, should I go on this trip or not, whatever. And what the guy would do, he would have a piece of paper, okay, he would take a pen, and he would just be thinking about the question, should he go on the trip or should he not? He's, not? he's not putting himself into a trance, he's just thinking about the question. And at the same time, he's just organically, without thinking, allowing his hand to uh, just make, to, to, to doodle on the piece of paper, right, to make uh, little marks and so on. And then after a minute or so of just random doodling, he would then look at the paper, and and he would be able to sort of connect the dots and figure out an answer to the question from the piece of paper. Something like that. Something like that. And the, what's, ha- the pro- what's really happening in that way, what the mechanics of it is, is that instead of the Kaicha Yuni being put to sleep and the Kaicha Dimin Mamish coming to the forefront, what he's doing is just giving a little bit of a window. He's giving a little bit of a window for the Kaicha Dimin to express itself while he's still in a normal conscious state. And that's what he would do. He would have these, these marks. They would do it with, with either a pen, they do it with sand, whatever the case may be. That's what the Rabbeinu Rucham is referring to. Now, by the way, I mean, this is, uh, like you said, like Ouija board is probably, again, you know, uh, you know teenagers do it just down to get kicks. It's not uh, anything. But, but in the way that it was, you know, these types of inyanim, that's what's going on. They're, they're, they're doing r- random things to allow their kaycha dimyan to give a little bit of an expression, and using that information to decide to do something, that says Rebbein Yeruchim is mamish the Isra of Kaisim Ksam at the same time. It's mamish an Isra Daraisa. Okay, right. So this is what we have to now now move on to the next step. Is okay. So so by the way, this is also after learning this. Very often, a lot of these practices, people will claim to be it's okay because it's natural. It's not supernatural. Nothing's levitating. It's just coming from within me. It's coming from my subconscious. That's also right? one subconscious, the kaycha dimin that a person has, is also privy to supernatural information. And just because it's within you, and it's not coming from some you know, uh, miraculous experience outside of you, that doesn't take away any of the iser. Adaraba, that's what the iser is. That's what the iser is. But according to Rabbi Yerub, uh, Yerub, uh, yeah. he's using his ion to interpret the dimin? Then he uses the ion the in sort of to figure it out. Right, but he's sort of, what's happening is that these exercises are just making like a little bit of a window for the kaycha dimin to express itself. There's something, there's a, again, I'm not, I'm not an expert in anything, certainly not this, but there's a, a, a lot of tshuvas talk about this. I, they say it in, in Hebrew, it's called mayach echad, in one mind, I don't know if you've heard of such a thing. They, they, they have these practices where a person, they have certain decisions, you're not sure what to do, and they'll, 
they'll they'll use um, you know they'll use some sort of physical determining factor on your body, whether it be like uh, they'll you'll you'll think about the question and uh, they'll they'll see whether your your uh, you know muscles tighten in this area, like these types of things to determine whether it's the good decision or not. And it's it's much what we're talking about. We're like using subconscious type of You're using yeah. You're using some some physical. Uh, well, that, right. So, this, okay. So this is what we have to then figure out. So where is and this is where the gray area comes in. Where is the line between using what's subconscious to determine decisions that are mamish nisudraisa? When is it mutter and when is it actually holy? Because you go to a tzaddik and he's able to also use certain techniques. Okay. So, so take a look at Marmalka number seven. This is a tshuva from. By, by the way, I mean, you know, example something that, that you know, uh, hypnosis, right? What's hypnosis? Hypnosis also, l'chair is a similar thing, right? You're putting the person's conscious mind to sleep, and all of a sudden, what, and, and, and what's there? Like, who, you know, who you look, it's, it's the kachadimi, and that's, that's the person that you're dealing with. So now, I mean, there are certain techniques in hypnosis that, I'll tell you, for example, there's certain things which are, like, there's the gray area, but then there's like the black and white, right? So let's say a person's going through hypnosis in order to quit smoking, right? So they put the kaycha yuni to sleep. The kaycha dimyan is out there, and the person says, cigarettes taste disgusting to you. And then the person wakes up, and cigarettes taste disgusting, and he no longer smokes. There's no issue with that. The person can say, that's fine. There's nothing wrong, there's nothing fundamentally wrong with bringing out the kaycha dimyan. What's wrong is, what's, what's usher is using the kaycha dimyan to, dis, to, determine, to, to determine what's going to be and make your, you know, dis, things like that. But just to access the kaycha dimyan to fix certain things about a person's life, there's nothing wrong with that. The NLP, all these things that you use, like this stuff Again, I'm not an expert. These situations you have to ask a shayu because, again, you know, if it's usher, it's like really usher. So, you know, you have to know. I'll give an example, though, with hypnosis. So yeah, anachanami, anachanami. That's where it's the kedusha. Well, that's what we have to talk about. An example, let's say, with a gnosis that the place can say is a problem is again, you could you could think it's baloney or it's not baloney. Even if you th- if you think it's real, that means it's part of the yisur. The, the they'll do a gnosis to find out things about a person's previous life, not just like where you left your keys twenty years ago, or not like trauma from the time that you were a kid. They'll go back. They'll go way back. That's already not so partial, because now you're talking about something, information, that I think we would all agree is not tangible. You know, there's one thing about accessing information that you usually can't access, but it's just somewhere filed away in your regular brain. Like, I can't remember what I had for breakfast this morning. I put myself in hypnosis, I could remember. Okay, that's not, uh, it's just locked away, so you, you get it out. We're talking about information from centuries ago. There's no logical way to explain how you know that. And so that's, that's, that's coming from the Kaycha Demian. So these are the, you know, like I said, it's a... So that, that's, also, that's also part of the discussion that place can have. And, and when the Rambam class, you know, categorized the Isser, it was about finding information about the future or making decisions based on knowledge. What the place can deal with is that what about if you just want to, want to discover things about the past? Is that also part of the Yisra or not? And because it's not clear, it's definitely Kedai to, uh, to be Mahmer. But again, like I said, this is where we have to figure out you know, for the next few minutes, because um, like, w- w- where does, the, where does the, uh, the, the Yisra part of this end, you know, become okay? Yeah. The Gemara of Amichudi Berakona, yeah. where he's Babadi, so to speak, and the other Talmudim who are older than him come to see him 
which and they categorize this as avoidance Hashem. I don't know where the Gemara is. I have to say, the, I'm, not, I'm not super familiar with what you're talking about. I, have to, I would have to look it up in one of those Rukhuni Ben Akhan Gemaras. In Rav Asra. I don't know. I, I, you know. I can't answer without looking it up. I'd have to see it inside. I'm not sure. So let's take a, let's take a look at Marmok number 7, okay, before it gets too late. So this is a, this is a, a part of a tshuva from Vichem Mar Morgenstern about this topic. And this is where sort of he, he, he sums it all up. He says like this, Vine. He deals with the following question. He says, let's say you're a doctor, right? And the guy comes to you, and, and uh, you're also using your, your... Everyone, you know, listen, uh, like I said, a person makes a piece of music. It's come from the Kachadimim. The person, a, a patient comes to a doctor. The doctor says, you know what? My gut tells me that this is the issue. Like, what does that mean? It means that it's not super logical. He wasn't uh, looking up in, in, in a textbook to determine, okay, this thing. There's certain, there's certain intuition that some people have. So, and that's, that's motor. No one's going no to say that if a doctor says, you know, my gut tells me there's, something, there's an issue over here, that no one's going to say that that's a problem. So how is that different than doing the sand thing where you're just allowing your kachadimin to express itself? Like what exactly, where's the, where's the, where's the line? So it says like this, Hine, kol shefa elyon, any, any flow, any bracha, any shefa that comes from above, yoyed b'saifi shaldavar ara eventually makes its way to the body, eventually makes its, makes its way all the way down here. And makes itself known in a rational, clear way, uh, all the way uh, on the bottom of the world. Even though it's true, the origin of this knowledge might be coming from a place that's, you know, above, that's uh, spiritual, that's, that's connected to one's chachma, to the kaychadimyan. And makes itself known through one's kaychadimyan. But if this knowledge, if this awareness, if this, if this uh, sugya that the person is dealing with has already made its way down to the, to the Gashmis world in such a way where it took physical form, then there's nothing wrong with it. In other words, when the doctor comes and the pa- with the patient and says, you know, my intuition says that we have to do further testing or whatever the case may be, of course, it is true. It's the same process. There's a, there's a, there's a shefa from above that's coming into the kaychadimin of this doctor, and he's using his kaychadimin to determine and to make a decision about whether this guy should go for further testing or not. But says Ravitch and that's not an issue. That's not an issue. Why? Because that, that entire process of information coming to the kaychadimin and him making a decision, it's, been, it's, it's, it's already been concretized. It's been even concretized in the patient. It's been even concretized in the person. There's nothing esoteric. You wouldn't, you wouldn't look at that experience and say, oh, this is an esoteric, this is a magical thing. It's not magical. The, 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 even though it is true, it's coming from one's intuition, but the intuition the doctor is using has already become cemented and, and concretized in, in, in the physical experiences that he's had and he's using his previous experiences to determine that it's, it's nothing, nothing mystical over here. The problem is is when this information that's going to the Kaychadimian has not yet been concretized, so it still remains in a, a sort of a mystical form, in a mystical state. That's when you have these issues. That's when the Isser, the Isser comes in. So so a gut feeling, so to speak. A gut feeling is no, not a problem. It's true, but the decision that you're making with, you could, you could explain to yourself, and you could, you could explain why you're making that decision. It hasn't been... Again, it's a subtle point. It hasn't fully, if it's if it's been this gashem, if it already if it already uh, 
made its way down to the body to such a degree where it's just part of it's a part of a normal thinking and a normal way of 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 of, of, of acting. That's not a problem. The problem is where it's where it's still floating. You know, what I'm saying? where it's still floating. It hasn't been concretized. When it hasn't been concretized yet, and we would, and how do you know? So very often, this is like, does this feel mystical? Does this feel like esoteric? When you go to the doctor, the last thing you think, you're not, when you go to the doctor, you're not thinking you're going to a shaman. You know what I'm saying? Like there's a difference between a medical doctor and a shaman. I, the medical doctor, is also using his imagination and his intuitions. But we understand that, his intu- that, that experience that he's using, the intuitions that he's using, has already become a part of his normal consciousness. It's already become enmeshed in his normal consciousness, and to the point of where he'll be able to somehow explain to you, maybe not fully, but able to say, you know what, the reason why I feel this way is because I've had previous experiences like this. It, it's, it, the doctor will, will, he could be the, uh, the biggest, uh, uh, um, you know, uh, uh, you know he, he, he could be the, the biggest anti, you know, shaman type of thing, you know what I mean? And he'll tell you that he's going with his gut sometimes, because his gut, again, the, because that knowledge has become concretized in the body, in, in the kaiche yuni, in the intellectual side. So there's no issue with the kaiche dimyan being used as long as it's become set in the intellectual, normative, physical world. The problem is once it, if it hasn't had that yet and it's still floating, that's when it become, becomes an issue. Now, one last nakuda, and then we'll stop, is to realize is that this is also the same process that Sadiqim will use also to, to reveal secrets. It's also, the Rabbani Shalom will send information to the Kaicha Dimin of the Tzaddik, and the Tzaddik will be able either to go into that state of what we would call Dvekas, right? What's happening when the Baal Shantav closed his eyes and, you know, the, the Kaicha unit, the intellectual side, is putting to sleep, his Kaicha Dimin is coming to the forefront, and he wakes up from that trance knowing information. So, and that's Kaidish Kadshin. Why is that different than this? So the answer is the process is no different. But the, the, the question, the, the, the difference is as follows, is that as that shefa from the Rabbani Shalom, it all starts holy, right? Everything starts from the Rabbani Shalom, it starts as holy. The problem is by the time it gets all the way down to planet Earth, and it goes through all different layers and all different levels of reality, getting down to the shaman, right, to the guy that's uh, doing the kaisim ksamim, by that point, all the tumah of a person's own kaicha dimyan, and all the tumah of this world has attached itself to that information, to the point of where now if you access it and use it, it's matame you further, it's matame the world, it's terrible. But by the tzaddikim, they're able, and they have certain disciplines from tradition, to be able to access that information and to make sure that that information travels down into their consciousness in a way that's protected and holy. So, so, you could, so in other words, this guy that's using a stick you know, to conjure up his kaychadimian, whereas the tzaddik is using shemes haktayshem and certain kavanas, and certain kabedal tehillim, also to conjure up his kaychadimian, the difference is that the guy that's using the stick, he's not, he's not insulating that knowledge. That knowledge that's coming to him, it's, coming, it's becoming contaminated and contaminated and contaminated with all the layers of oilam hazah, with all the tumas of this world, and when he brings that to his conscious forefront, it's mamash terrible. But the tzaddik, when he's bringing down that information, that information which is coming from the Rabbani it's all coming from the Rabbani but it comes down to the tzaddik in a protected, isolated, holy way, through, and, it, and it depends on the person, it depends on the, and the disciplines, on the, on the, on the uh, maizim that he's using to, to, to do this. All this is in play. But this is the, the process that's happening. I mean, there's still like a kayach of the chira or kayach of a nayim 
to the information through the Kaya Sure. Right? So sure. Like the Tzaddik in this world where this information of the Shefa is coming down is still in a way determining or making a Bechira. That, that's true. That, that's true. It, it, definitely, it definitely is painted by the person that, that is coming through. But if he's, if he's holy enough and he's using methods that we have from the Messiah of Kedusha, then that information is going to come to him in a holy way. And Adrav, not only is it not damaging, it's actually, uh, it, it, it makes him even holier because now it's like a direct link to the Rabbani Shalom's knowledge, which is an unbelievable thing. So, you know, there's the same process. If it's done in a holy way, it could be Mamash Kedusha Kachim. If it's done in an unholy way, then it's a big problem. So this is a... There's two nukudas. The first thing is the know that tap into the dimmy. If it comes to you in, through your regular consciousness, that's more to like the doctor. The second thing is that, that, that it's what the intention of, of going to the Dhamma is. If you're going for, for the intention of not Dabashukadusha or Shem Shemayim. It, it's, it's more than just the intention, it's also the, the disciplines, right? Yes. It's a process also. Intention plus the Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. And that, that's the difference. So again, there's, there's a lot to talk about over here. We could talk about the palm reading and things like this. Uh, all these inyanim are at play, but this is where, but this is just sort of like the the basic uh, outline of how these things work. Allah l'maisa, talim tiyam shalakecha. You have a problem. You have, I'll tell you something. Ravitch and Meyer just stand off with the maisa. In this chuvah, he says that there was a particular situation of a couple. They were, you know, already getting older, and there was years didn't have any children, and there was and all the doctors, the regular uh, medical doctors, already uh, gave up, and uh, he said that there was a particular. Doctor that was coming from you know from the east and th- these types of things that told the couple he says I'm telling you come to me I guarantee you, you'll have children be able to fix it it's not a problem at all okay but they they say went to Vichimai they said are we allowed to do such a thing he said yeah, you can't it's, it's, he's going to be doing uh, he's using uh, the you can't you can't so they said fine they're in Makabal. and they went to uh, Uman to Davin by Tzian by Nachman. And they came back, and nine months later, they had a they had a baby. So Vishmar said it was mamish. He was in the spoil from it. It was it was mamish and because the doctors were mamish miyash. He said, you see, when you you, you, you follow halacha properly, and you mechazik your money b'tach nirbanish shalom, then the Yeshuas will come in a in a in a holy way. Okay.